So good to be with you guys this morning. As Pastor Kim said, uh, I am, we're doing this a little bit different this morning. I am here, <clears throat> just like you are, in my home. Um, and and the, I would love to say that this is just for uh, creative differences, that we've decided to do it this way. But if I'm honest, what's actually happened is I had a, a back injury this week and I can't travel to the studio. So lo and behold, technology to the rescue this Sunday, and we can still do things together this way. Um, which uh, I'm really excited about. And as Pastor Kim said, we are taking this opportunity today to um, have a conversation, a fearless conversation. And in a moment, I'm going to introduce someone to the stage, uh, the virtual stage, if I will, uh, one of my friends. Um, but uh, I want to read this verse over you, this, <clears throat> this verse that we've been doing for our series. And it's in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power and of sound mind. And we've been taking that verse as sort of an anchor point as we go through this fearsome series, because the word fearsome in its definition does not itself define fear. So it, fearsome means uh, to, to cause fear or to cause awe and respect. And it reminds us that a lot of our circumstances in our situations are not in themselves the decider of whether we are afraid, but they actually still give us an opportunity to decide whether we will operate out of fear or whether we will operate out of power. Um, and I wanna invite up to the stage a, a friend of mine. Uh, we've known each other for about two or three years now. Um, his name is Mike Rutledge. Mike and his wife, Emily, pastor C3KW in Kitchener, Waterloo. He's a father of three, a church planter with a Bachelor of Arts focused in philosophy, psychology, and theology. And he's thinking right now, how in the world did I know that? <laughs> Don't worry, I did some research today. No, in the last couple of days, <laughs> he's a pastor's kid and a, and a friend of mine. And I am absolutely honored to have him here as part of our conversation to invite him to share alongside with me on the topic of fearsome. So welcome, Mike. Hey. Hope you guys are doing well. So awesome to be here. Amazing. Yeah, I, uh, I actually took the opportunity today, I think you know this, to tune into your service this morning uh, because we're a three hours time difference. So mm -hmm. what a unique chance that I can watch you preach and then I can make you preach for me. So hey, it's there we go. <laughs> um, I'm nipping today. Well, that's exactly it. Actually, I think I saw someone who must be from your church on our YouTube because I didn't recognize them and they knew who you were. So it must be someone from outside of our church nonetheless. <laughs> But Mike, um, welcome mm -hmm. and, and thank you for being here. We, are, we, we don't have a script for this. We are just going to talk around the topic of fear. So as Pastor Kim said, yeah, if you, if you have a question on it, you're welcome to drop it in the chat and we might address it. Um, and I don't really know where this is going to go other than uh, you know, it's going to be scripture based and we're going to go from there. So I, I want to break the ice, if I will. Um, so uh, I'll break the ice for you, Mike, a little bit. Is sure. um, Firstly, is... Obviously, this is a, a church of the 21st century or the 2021, where, as you can tell, we have a lot of people here on Zoom tuning in. So did you like get church ready up top and below as well? Or are you in your church sweats this morning? I'm definitely in sweats, 100%. <laughs> Why would you not be, right? Are Why you really? I, oh, yeah. I, even when I preach, even when I go to go to record, because he's only doing the top half, sometimes I walk in with, with my sweats on or my shorts. It's great. Oh, okay. Well, that was really not the answer I was anticipating, but hey, <laughs> keeping it real, keeping keep it real. real. I, all the time. I am, for those who are curious, I am actually wearing pants today, not sweats. <laughs> so it's a little different. I know I've got real uh, spiritual there. Um, and here's, here's my next question for you um, is you've been around long enough, you know, you're 30 years old, so you're super old like me. Um, 
but you must have had some fears. Do you do you have an easy answer to what your greatest fear is or has been? An easy answer? Uh, no, I'm I'm not generally a, a afraid of like the typical uh, snakes or whatever. Right. Yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, my biggest fear when I was younger though, uh, was public speaking. That was the thing that, that tripped me up all the time. And then apparently God called me right into the thick of that. So here we are. Huh? There you go. You're a, a pastor, a pastor's kid who's, who was afraid to be a public speaker. And now I was, yep. and now you're doing it twice on a Sunday. Twice. There you go. <laughs> Well, so we are in the middle of a series uh, called Fearsome, and uh, I guess what I'd say is the reason we've landed this way is through the church leadership and myself. There, there's no, um, there's no shortage of things to be afraid of these days. Mm. Uh, there's, there's no shortage of things that seem to promote themselves to tell you to operate out of fear these days. I, I don't know. You're in Ontario. I'm sure it must be different out there. Not at all. Not at all. We are, we're with you. Even worse, some would say, who knows? Yeah. And, um, and so then how have you found in the last year, how is, have you had to respond to fear? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And I think um, as I was thinking about our conversation and what we're going to talk about, uh, one of the things that I, I had to process over the past year was my response to, to fear, the fear of the unknown fear of, uh, failure, fear of the church, you know, folding over, fear of not knowing what I need to do. All that stuff was completely in, in, in my heart. And so, you know, when, when I think uh, of that, you know, a lot of people respond to fear different, right? They're, you know, right. fight, flight, freeze, all those different things. But, but I found in, in my own heart that um, what really got triggered in the fear uh, was definitely not surrender and definitely not faith what got triggered was control um, that, that I wanted to look like I was not afraid. Like I knew what was going on. Like I could do it. And I went to hyper control mode. And I find often that those who are the most um, maybe loud in their bravery actually fear the most um, because there's a, there, there's an element of control that I, I had to walk in and um, God had to break that. And a lot of it was tied to, to the fear of identity being lost, the fear of success, you know, failing all those different things that just get wound up in our hearts. So it, was it afraid of one thing? Well, no, but it all expressed itself in the, in this hyper kind of like, I got to solve the issue. I need to be my own hero um, kind of narrative in, in, you know, that is so not the story of our faith. Um, I'm, I'm never my, my own hero. Right. So totally like when, when it all hit, man, I, I went through, um, yeah, a, a tough time around it specifically when it came to fear. So I totally, I'm there with everybody who, who felt, you know, those, those things. Yeah. I've actually, I remember you and I talking about this in the, I think it was the summer last year when I called you about this and while you were going through that same circumstance, you know, and I'm sure we just, cried to each other on the phone is <laughs> probably all we did at that time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Isn't it, isn't it true that like as, as pastors in this season, that's probably the hardest thing is, is, is feeling like we want to have the right answers for everything that's going on. And um, if I'm honest about anything, I'm uncertain about most things <laughs> these days. And in, if, if yep. anything, I, I've, I've found myself leaning so deeply into 
prayer and the Holy Spirit because the only certainty that I'm okay with having has to come from the power of God. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. I can, I think um, what we often forget is, you know, and, and it might even seem cliche, right? But like, it is really true that that, that peace for us in any situation is, is never that I'm walking through the, the absence or a tranquility of, of pain or something. Like it's actually that fact that I recognize that Jesus is still ever present in the, right. in, in the midst of it. Like one of, uh, right when, when COVID first hit um, and we had to go into lockdown, it was just, uh, it was just post Easter. We, we went through a, uh, a series um, on Psalm 23 for some of this reason, just to deal with the fact that God in, in, in that, right, is, is imaged for us as the one who is with us in the valley, right. In, in, yeah. in death and, and, and how, you know, David, as he's writing it as a shepherd has the images of, of a sheep walking in this valley where most likely, right. There's no light. There's the eyes yeah. of a wolf right there, ready to pounce. Right. And, and yet his declaration, and it, it seems so weird to me, his declaration is right. That, you know, I won't be afraid or I will not fear um, because I, I, Here's my problem with that, because we got to wrestle with scripture is I would definitely feel afraid yeah. if, if I went in that. Right. Like, like yeah. there's a real like just human that like, I would be afraid of that. Um, and so so how, how do we how do we <clears throat> wrestle with the fact that that as humans, we will experience that fear, but yet get to the space where we can declare. But I won't be afraid of, of this present moment. And I right. feel like that's where we need to really wrestle as, as Christians is it's not in in the shame of, oh, I had a moment of fear. It's how I respond to that, right? It's, it's like you said before, it's the presentation of his opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, and how do I have, you know, faith in spite of fear or even faith through fear? Um, because I'm human and I'm going to feel it. And, and, even, yeah. e- and even Jesus, like one of the craziest stories, right, of Jesus is that he is in the garden right before the cross, right? And, and he's basically having a panic attack. Right. Sweating blood, praying that this wouldn't happen. Like, like, I don't I think we try to, like, make that more divine than it is. Like, it's a very human moment. Jesus is yeah. like, Father, if there's any other way, like, I, I'm weeping here. Like, I, this is so hard for me. Right. And, and yet his confession, though, becomes what we know that God, your will be done. I'm going I'm to go through this thing that terrifies yeah. um, because there is the, the ultimate calling and purpose in, in, in the presence of the Father and Spirit in those moments. And, 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 and with that, it just becomes this thing of saying, okay, I, I will, I, I'll, I'll not pretend to be what I'm not, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to let what's in front of me ultimately define the next step I take. And, and it's, it's that tension, right. That we have to go in. And, and I think that, you know, that's why I think I love Psalm 23 because it puts that tension right in front of our face. And it's like, this is scary, but David declares like, you're with me. So I, I won't, I won't let that sink in. I won't let it define my next step. I'll walk through this thing. Um, and that's a lesson. Like, I, I don't know about you. I'm sure you could say it, but like, I still haven't figured out fully. I'll preach on it. I'll write lines about it. But like, <laughs> but like have I figured it out yet? No, definitely not. But no. I'm trying, right? And, and way better now than it was a year ago, um, for sure. But, but it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's that tension, right, of, of, of those moments. Totally. I like one of the things that you said about, um, you know, like feeling the shame about whether you have a moment of fear and the reality that actually we don't need to feel shame about being human. Mm-hmm. Like we are human. 
and we do sin and we do do things wrong and we do have negative thoughts and we do have fears and we do have all of these things and our humanity is not um is not a place that we need to have shame about but it's actually a launching pad for us to have faith in what god can do for us still 100 percent, right and and i think we have to like you said like we are we're human right and, and we're sinful humans so we're not like the glorified human that maybe god will make us into one day and in this present moment right like we have to remember too and this is something that i like i think is important for us is not all fear is bad right there's the holy fear of God, that awe, like you said, that fearsome idea, like some things are meant to cause us terror, like the presence of God. It, there's something in us that they're just like, wow, this is so great. In fact, a lot of times in the Bible, when they say do not fear, it's because an angel showed up or the presence of Yahweh was close. And it's just like, I'm in the presence of greatness. So there is this healthy fear we need to live in, right? But then there is that unhealthy fear that 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 controls us. And, and really, like, I think, even in that, then we talk about the, then the spirit of fear that is is, is spiritual warfare on, on God's people. And so you're right, like these moments that I feel fear, I, I need to almost discern, right? Is this good fear? Is this evil fear? Is it spiritual attack? And, and, like, and, not, and not get into this whole like, oh, my faith is shaken because I felt something negative, but I, I know what to do. I know how to discern these things. And, and then from that place move, because one thing that I'm, I, I fully believe um, wholeheartedly is that, um, and, and I hope this can help some, somebody, but, but the people who fear the most actually have the most faith. And I know it sounds counterintuitive, but the, but the reason why I say that is because I'm convinced, I'm, I'm convinced that fear ultimately um, is just misplaced faith. That's, mm. that, that is the issue, right? So the Very story good. I love that demonstrates this for me is, is in, in the David and Goliath, right? So yeah. we all kind of know the story of you grew up in church. If you didn't grow up in church, there's a big giant guy and a young shepherd boy, right? And the army of Israel is there and Goliath is mocking them. Send out your best warrior. We don't need to make this a whole bloodbath, just one-on-one, right? And no one's going, not yeah. one person. Like the Bible says they, they were essentially frozen in, in fear. And then David shows up and he's like, I'm a teenager. What are you guys doing? Who is this giant, this guy to defy the armies of the living God? Yeah. And in that moment, what, what we see happening, like the tension that, that the narrative brings out, is that the army of God essentially has more faith that the giant can slay their God. And David yeah. has more faith that God can slay the giant. And so the issue isn't actually... <clears throat> Fear versus faith, right? It's misplaced faith. David put his faith in the right thing, and, yeah. they, and they didn't. He put it in the fact that God has won previous battles. He talks about the lion and the bear, and he's brought us through that. And the army yeah. just sees what's in front of them and says, well, I'm done. God's promise doesn't matter anymore. And that's just, right. again, it's, it's actually a, a huge level of faith in the wrong thing. Yeah. And I think when we can begin seeing that and, and recognizing I have an opportunity to to refocus and to re-aim and to replace my faith back in God, which as pastors, like we all know, that doesn't actually immediately change anything. David still to go fight a battle, right? He still to like go towards a giant, right? But it does shift something in our spirit. It does change our, our mind a little bit. Like you said, the, the idea of the spirit of fear versus power. And I can walk in that, that, that God is, is present. And, and, and I think that's been a big, learning thing for me is learning how to redirect myself right to, to go back and remember the promises of god i don't know if that's been a lesson over the last year for you but 
I know for me, it's just having to, to get back to, to the reorientation of, of holy fear uh, that can, can help me in those moments. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's really, really good. I think that's super helpful for people, you know, my, myself included, not, not me excluding myself from other people. And I think uh, there's a, two things that you said that I, I want to hone back to is you talked about discerning fear, about, uh, you know, that fear can be good, bad, and then there's the spirit of fear. Is, is there anything that you think gives us some tools to how we would discern fear? Because yeah. fear, fear is prevalent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so discernment no, needs to be prevalent too yeah well i think healthy fear right is probably the easiest one if it if it helps me not make a like a stupid decision like for example right um i'm not going to go hiking in the mountains carrying a bunch of raw steak because a bear could eat me right that's just a dumb decision i'm a little bit afraid of being eaten by a bear right yeah. that's that's healthy um, I have a healthy fear of the Lord and my wife, right? You want to make sure that <laughs> everybody is, is, is happy, right? Unhealthy <laughs> fear I, is when it begins controlling how you decide, how you act. Yeah. Um, Very good. The, 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 the level of, um, I would say, internal negative thought that comes from these decisions. Like, it, like it, it's because I said, it's, for everyone, it's different, right? Because if it's unhealthy fear of a situation, some may respond like I did with control. I want, I want to be the fixer of all this stuff. I want to take right. the hero's mantle on. Other people will just run, right? Just right. run away. And I don't want to deal with that thing, right? Which, again, never ultimately fixes. It just delays it. It's denial. Some freeze up, right? I don't know what to do. And I think we have to begin discerning how we all um, individually respond, right, to, mm-hmm. to different things. So I think... I think that actually shows us what's really going on. Because ultimately, underneath fear, like, there, there, there's emotions underneath that fear, right? There's something mm-hmm. that, is, that, that is threatened that, that I don't want to lose or, or I don't want to have to feel. I, I want to avoid something in that fear. Maybe it's I love my comfort. Maybe it's, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, like, like even the most mundane examples. And, and this is one. So we're as a church doing this thing called Freedom Session, which is like this <clears throat> inner healing discipleship course. Yep. And um and one of the things that it exposes is sometimes when we live in, in lives of denial, it's actually fear, fear of rejection, uh, yeah. fear of, of losing someone's affirmation, fear, whatever. And I've had to notice even, even in my own heart that sometimes my anger and whatever is actually fear. I'm covering totally. up fear, right, with yeah. these other things. So it's getting to learn the self a little bit and, 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 and then also identifying in our hearts, really, what am I afraid of? So it's easy, I think, to define the healthy fear of the Lord. Like, I want to live in awe and reverence of him there. Yeah. But, like, for a lot of us, it's the fear of man. But what about the fear of man? Is it someone's opinion of me that affects my identity? Is it their rejection of me that affects Is it social media right now? I want to say the wrong thing, right? Mm. Well, why? Is it because it's going to cost me some money? Maybe it's going to cost me a job. Like, what, what am I afraid of losing that's really causing this moment? So I think it actually is not just, like, is this healthy, unhealthy, whatever it's, what's, what is my heart doing? Where is, where are my emotions going? Where is my brain processing? And I think um, ultimately the spirit of fear is one that um, keeps me from wanting to go to the presence of God. I think most, most Mm. spiritual warfare has the same end that I avoid God, that I avoid God's presence, that I avoid the health with God. So if I have shame and condemnation and God can't help me with this, like that's probably not the natural son or daughter of God's response to a situation. Yeah. Right. And so being able to feel my heart out in that 
Um, and, and I guess as, you know, as charismatics, we also don't want to like put the spirit of fear behind everything I feel. So it's being yeah. able to truly discern, hey, is this a childhood wound? Is this a present issue? Or is this a spiritual attack that is leading me away? And um, like, again, it takes it takes discernment. It takes time. It, it takes prayer that that I find, you know, often we are living such busy lives that we actually we actually don't have time to discern what's happening. We have time to react. Right. Mm, and, yeah. and one of the things that I've been trying to challenge our church in is is to live with unhurried urgency. And it's this tension of the kingdom of God that we, we are urgent in the purposes of God, urgent in the mission of God, urgent in what he wants to do, see salvation, but living it at an unhurried pace that we try to go in the space that allows us to actually pray and, and to sit with God and to hear from him. And I have found, honestly, that when I when I strive for that, that, that disciplined balance, I'm, I'm so less afraid of the world <laughs> because I, yeah. I've, I've had the time to sit with Jesus and, 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 and process some of this stuff out and say, what am I really, like, am I really afraid? Like for us as pastors, so much is wrapped up in, in our churches and our identities and yeah. our successes totally. and, and having to unravel that and be honest with myself <clears> and sit with Jesus and have him like kind of fatherly, you know, tough love a little bit at moments. Like it's, it's hard, but it's good. Um, and I feel like when we can get to some of those, those threads of our heart, the, the, those inner workings, then we begin really seeing it, right? Like at the end of the day, there are those, those huge, you know, human fears, fear of death, fear, you know, of the unknown fear, fear of, of not being loved that I think yeah. all of us at some level wrestle with. And those are human issues from sin because yeah. sin broke the world. So I should totally. never have to fear those things. Right. And the beautiful thing about it. And now, now you're just getting me preaching, Josiah. But is that <laughs> in all of those things, right? The gospel is the answer. I don't totally. fear Come on. because he's eternal life, right? Yeah. I, I don't fear rejection because he said yes to me. I don't fear the unknown because he's That's the guy right. of the future. Like, totally. I, don't, I don't actually need those human fears to exist at all. Totally. But because I want to have some level of control, some level of knowledge, some level of safety, I, I will allow my heart to fear. And yeah. And I think when we can unravel that a little bit, it, it will set us up for a lot more freedom than we, you know, all, not all the time feel. Does that make yeah. sense a little bit? I think that's great. I think, uh, wow, like, you know, I think there'll be a lot for people to unpack in that. It's so interesting, though, when you're talking about fear, you're talking about the emotions and, and how that all demonstrates itself. And even just getting into that one step of that the, the things that we feel and experience are all solved by the gospel. They're solved by a relationship with Jesus. The thing, one thing that I have found personally is that the, the greatest tool that the enemy tends to use against me is to try and tell me that God is far away. And I remember having a conversation with someone fairly recently and they were talking about the closeness they had with God. Um, and it, it revealed something to me and it reminded me that my closeness to God, just like the verse you, you were talking about in Psalm 23. And that's one of my takeaways is even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you're with me is that God actually is never far apart from us, but it's a tool from the enemy to tell us that he's far apart from us. Because the only, the only tools the enemy has is what he can make us believe we haven't appropriated in our life through Christ. How many more? Keep going. Well, because like we've, like, the, the appropriation is the fact that, you know, like you said, we are already sons. We are already daughters of Christ. So freedom is already ours. 
So mm-hmm. any bondage that the devil can have over us is only by making us believe that we are bound by those things. The only power sin has over us is making us believe that sin still has power over us. And the proximity to God is not something that changes in our life, but our relationship with him reveals to us and renews in us the proximity he already has with us. So I recognize mm-hmm. in myself, if I don't spend time in prayer, I forget how close God is. And when Mm. I spend time in prayer, I'm not afraid of things because I already know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's with me. Man, Mm -hmm. like I may have a back injury this week that kept me in bed for three three or four days, but God will still be with me. You know, things may be going wrong. And and I've I've been writing a little bit in the last couple of days about probably for for the next message is it's 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 curious to me to know how many of us have actually lived in a place where you've recognized full freedom or how many of us have maintained living in levels of bondage. Mm-hmm. So I, I say that to say when, when Jesus came and he talked about things that were sin, he didn't create a lower bar for us than the law did. He created a higher bar for mm-hmm. us, right? He says, um, you know, the law says, if you murder someone, that's sin. And I say, if you hate someone, that's sin. And what happens in our life is as we deal with different sins in our life, we, we just discover new ones that were already existing that God wants to address to give us new levels of freedom because we're still living in some sorts of bondage that he's already paid. He's trying to appropriate us into mm-hmm. the fullness of the freedom that Christ has for us. And no, 100%. And I, th- and I think what, what happens is when, um, when, when we forget that the cross, like, like we're so good at, at, at um, as churches, right, at, at expounding upon, upon the cross, that God died for our sins, that God, you know, uh, Jesus forgives us. But something that we need, we need to remember is that grace doesn't just forgive, right? It, yeah. it sets us free, like you said. It empowers us. It, it forgives totally. us. It frees us. And it makes us family, right? And, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite lines from Dallas Willard is that grace opposes earning but not effort it, grace allows us to be empowered by the very life of god to become free as he as you said as god begins to appropriate the things that he has won for us over and over and over again that that, that as a christian right um I, my, like and, and this I, this might seem a little weird but as a christian <laughs> right my hope is is not to get to heaven that's not my hope yeah. My hope is, is praying the Lord's prayer that heaven would come here, that totally. eternal life, right? right? If you heard my sermon this morning, eternal life is the life of God yeah. now in like active in me, that there's something I can walk in right now that yes, totally. there will be this day of redemption, but the cross brought in the resurrection power, the, the actual new life, new creation, right? The old is gone in Jesus right now. And the problem is most Christians are happy with forgiveness. Yeah. Right? And, and, and we need to recognize that there are there is more to the story that Jesus wants to see us fully alive, and that that as we submit ourselves to Him, part of the freedom is the freedom from fear that we don't that we live in light of the fact that our Father rules the world, that my brother yeah. is is the one who sits on the throne of heaven, right? Yeah. And, and and what's crazy about it is is that in Hebrews, you know, uh, the Hebrew writer, whether you think it's Paul or whoever, it doesn't really matter, right, writes this. <laughs> this image of Jesus before the thrones of, of heaven for God and the council. And he says that Jesus says to them that, that he is proud to call us his siblings, right? Like, like that's what we have in Jesus, like him being there proud to be family with us. 
And so often we, we will just be, be, be so satisfied with the bare minimum of Christianity where there is, there is freedom truly in, in this way that's given to us. Like, like even when you were talking, one thought that came to my mind was that, you know, David says, I won't fear for you're with me. Right. But he had no idea of the present indwelling of the Holy spirit. Like we have as new, new Testament believers. Right. This was he knew Yahweh was with him. We have him in like dwelling in us. We are now that yeah. temple, which is yeah. to me in the last couple of days, like weeks and days become one of the most wild promises of, of Scripture. Like when yeah. I really think about like, like, yes, you know, God coming and what is, is nuts. But that like if you become a Christian, God dwells in you. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that that is, is, is insane. Right. But yet this is what we have. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now is alive in us and and that should do something for us and here's what i don't want you know the church to hear that there's some level of shame that if you don't feel that way because this totally. is the beauty, right. beauty of the gospel is that jesus takes us as we are and says hey i, I actually want something for you i want you to experience this stuff and and, yeah. and if we aren't the opportunity is always open like i think a lot of churches are really good and and, I, and i'm one of them i like talking about <clears throat> sin and holiness and whatnot but we often start from the position of well you kind of suck. Here's the solution. Find Jesus, which is true. <laughs> like, I admit it. But we also can come to the place where, hey, here's what God has done. Here's what he wants for your life. Come and, and taste and see that the Lord is good. And, and so, so if if you're struggling with fear, if it's it's a present, like, again, I, I'm with you. I, I'm like, I've, yeah. I've gone in and done this freedom session thing. I've I've started even doing some some counseling just to preempt some of my like i want to figure out what's going on so like i'm, I'm yeah. in the thick of it with, with the normal person because pastors you know we're not normal which is <laughs> so many different ways though the point is this the point is this right is, is, is that I, I don't want us to to sound like we figured this thing out but what there yeah. is 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 the presentation of the truth that the bible is the very foundation of my life so if it says it yeah. I, I i receive it even if I haven't, as you said, fully appropriated yet, I, I have to go on that journey. And which is which is why the, 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 the disciplines of our faith are so important that I can begin doing that and reminding yeah. my soul, God is present. He has promised to be with me. He knows what's up. And, yeah. and if I can study even like the, 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 the testimony of God's people, right? Like God has always been present in suffering. He's always been present in pain. He's always been present in those places of unknown. He's told people to walk through seas that opened up, to walk around a, a city, you know, seven times, to, to, to go and fight a giant, like like things that don't make sense. And yet God yeah. is always present in these moments and delivers. Totally. And so I think totally. we need that, that, that history, right? Yeah, man, that was like so good. Uh, really value everything that you've brought to the table. We need to close up this segment and send it back to the studio. So uh, I would love just before we close, if you would actually just pray over us as a church. I love your heart of sure. prayer. I know you prayed over me a few times, so I'd love for you to do that. So wherever you are, why don't you close your eyes? Why don't you bow your heads and, uh, and, and join with us in agreeing with this prayer? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we do take a moment just to honor you today, to lift you up on high. We thank you that you are with us. God, as we've been thinking about this and talking about it today, Mm -hmm. we know that you are present, God, in all times, in all seasons. And I just pray for for our church right now, God, that for any situation that's present, God, where there is the enemy lying, where there is fear of, of wounded, where there is confusion and anxiety, Holy Spirit, I do pray right now for a spirit of peace, 
Mm -hmm. I pray that you would just bring comfort. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would break through the lies that often bind us. And God, I pray for those of us who need a reminding today of the gospel, that we are sons and daughters, that we are found in the family of God, that you have set us free, God, through your cross and resurrection, that there is life and life at the full in you. Father, I pray today for, for those of us who struggle with anxiety, God, that you would bring a calmness of heart. Holy Spirit, I thank you that, that you are just so good, gracious, and patient with us that you are willing to, to meet us where we are and lead us to where we need to be. I pray that your kingdom would come right now. I pray that your will would be done here as it is in heaven. May we rejoice in the knowledge and the hope of the glory of God. May we find mm -hmm. our life fully in you forever. Jesus, we pray all these things in your great and mighty name. Amen. Amen. Mike, thank you so much for joining you. Much love to you, to Emily, yes. to the kids. Um, and yes, I will yes. turn it back to Pastor Kim in the studio now.